welcome back to another episode of the Fired Up Podcast, bringing you the Thrones talk a little early this week. Uh, you know, I think it just hit me as I was saying this sentence that there is only one more Game of Thrones episode. It just hit you. Yeah, I, I guess. I've thought about it all day. Really? Is that I was, no, no, no. you know, I was traveling a little bit today, so it wasn't really on my mind. And I just did a, my rewatch just now because I watched it with my parents last night. And, you know, I, I didn't watch the next week's preview with my parents. My parents don't like to watch it. So I think that kind of stopped me from really thinking that it was the finale because I just watched it and then getting to see all the different scenes of the people meeting, it really struck me like, oh, we're going to get a little mini movie next week. Interesting. Why don't they like to just give stuff away? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I don't know. It gets me jazzed. I didn't really ask too much. I'm pretty juiced for the next episode. Just There's going to be some good scenes. Yeah. But no, I think they just uh, like to take it as it is. Uh, they also like to watch it with closed captioning uh, because they can't understand anything that they're saying. So we had that. I, sometimes I don't like to do it with closed captioning because I think it might give some stuff away. It gives it away too early. A little yeah. bit. And then it distracts you kind of from like... It definitely distracts so me. So you, you just end up reading it. You're reading the whole mm-hmm. thing. It yeah. did help me. The one uh, area where it helped me was that when the dragon went down... Oh, I didn't who, know which, which one it, which was. Dragon it was, and it yeah. said Viserion screaming. See, I'll, I'll do the closed captioning on the rewatch. The second so watch? I saw that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then you're not as focused on the camera angles and stuff. You're just like, okay, what do they say? You're just reading, reading the script. All right. That makes a little bit of sense. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into it. We just talked about it. There weren't that many scenes. Or I'm not Sorry, not scenes, but locations that they were actually in. Uh, the Magnificent Seven. Let's talk a little bit about that, uh, the intro, because we spent some time where it seemed like they wanted to get as many little character interactions as they could amongst the seven. Well, it was nice because I talked about last episode how I was annoyed, you know, they're rushing stuff through the the seven episodes. And it's like, oh, I would have liked to have had a little conversation with them traveling north. And it's like, oh, okay, they saved a lot of that for this episode as they're going out even further north. You know, you get... Tormund and the Hound, you get Gendry and John, Jorah and John. So that was something that kept me from thinking about how stupid this plan was. Like it really like distracted me. And then once they got back into it, I wanted to hit myself in the face again. Well, yeah, because it's such a dumb plan. It felt it's the worst plan. It's it's really like. We haven't talked about like whether you did you like the episode? I thought it was a fine episode and you know, it was fine. I didn't think it was one of being a penultimate episode, like usually the you know, episode nine is the big one. And we got a big battle, but I didn't think it was like an awe inspiring episode. I was let down. Where uh, you were the after worst I penultimate episode that I think they've had. Like it's kind of off the rails. And I get that like it's still Game of Thrones and it's still awesome, but I can still at the same time I was talking to somebody i was equating it to going to a wedding or going on vacation and there are some people who they go to a wedding and you're how's the wedding it was the sickest wedding at like the best wedding but no matter where they go what they do it's everything's just the best vacation's the best it's like not everyone can be the best right and so when i look at this it's like yes all game of thrones episodes are incredibly entertaining but they can't all be the best and this is just – there are just too many little things that are driving me crazy. Did you feel like the response that they're getting from the episode from the people that we've talked to? Now, usually we do this pod a couple of days later, so we have the opportunity to talk with more people. From talking to some people, did you get the sense that most people actually did enjoy it? Yes. Okay. Steph, did Steph like it? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I maybe like 
Are you nitpicking? Sent her a little. Yeah, yeah. But but I think that you're probably, and we're going to talk about some of the things that you're picking on. I think a lot of them are justified. Uh, I think that when you get the dragons and you get that fire and they're burning up the lake, I think that a lot of times kind of overshadows, you know, the fact that some of these scenes should have been happening way earlier in the series. Why on your one, th- you know, twenty-six mile walk? Why do you have to have all these conversations that are closing old storylines, mm-hmm. like John and Jorah and the sword? We couldn't have had that last episode to maybe bolter- bolster that yeah. scene. Uh, I did like, you know, Gendry confronting the Brotherhood, and I like the Hound coming in here. What are you whinging about? Like, you know, some whinging. of that, well, that, some of that conversation was really good. But why couldn't that was have happened naked? throughout the year, like throughout the season? Uh, it didn't felt weird that it was all happening at one time. I think my favorite little talk of all theirs was probably Tormund and the Hound. Tormund and the Hound, but also Tormund and Gendry when he's talking about making do up north, even though there are no women up there. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little throwback to the books with Tormund, uh, Tormund and his bear. Uh, but Tormund and the Hound was really good when they were both talking about Brienne. I found it interesting with Jorah and John. The little, like, you know, because they're always putting stuff in for a reason. And Jorah made the quip about John having kids someday. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, can John even have kids? Do we know? Because he's, oh, because he's been he's dead? he's not a human, well... I mean, I guess he's alive now, but uh, you know that's a good I question. Thought, I hadn't thought about that because it could be like he can't have kids, Danny can't have kids. I don't know. Yeah, because at the end, you know, she brings up not being able to have kids, so that kind of plays in like they're laying it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed that only Thoros died? I know it's weird to be disappointed that people didn't die, but I feel like we got cheated again. I was surprised, and I mean, you're you're like how did Tormund not to die? It. Yeah, you're used to it with Game of Thrones to where. The unexpected, like you expect it now, I guess. But, I mean, just the part where they <laughs> they brought like the ten other guys, and they're just slowly going down one by one. No one's talking to them. Nope, they don't even like, get a scene. Which John a is bit. some leader. Like, can maybe see how they're doing? Yeah. You know? Maybe somebody help pull some stuff. I guess they're they're the higher class, so they don't lug the uh, the equipment. But man, they just dropped one by one, and you're like, wait. Is that somebody we care about? It's like, no, no, it's nobody we care about. It almost wasn't even, even just one by one. It was almost like they were adding people. I felt like they were adding people back after something would happen. Like, it's like, oh, the bear killed like three guys, but then they three more guys appeared and then three more guys died. Yeah. And it just felt like 15 wildlings died and there were only 10 of them out there. And Thoros is definitely the one we're probably the least emotionally connected to. Yes. Outside of him, maybe Bear, but like. I was texting with Saeed uh, on Sunday trying to figure out who was going to die. My logic with Thoros is that at some point, Barrick can't come back and Thoros needs to go in order for Barrick to finally go. Uh, And they are laying on a Barrick Knights King showdown. Like when he's pointing at him with the flaming sword and they're looking at each other and Barrick has just been all about the Lord of Light. There's a reason we're here. I mean, we're getting a showdown between the Night King and Barrick and Barrick's not going to die. Yeah, he's definitely going to die. How about that undead bear? Dude, that was savage. I mean, the visuals for the episode, that's, it's number one for the whole, the whole when Viserion goes down. That was amazing. That was I mean some great CGI. As far as like as like the episodes are getting more expensive, that probably was the most expensive episode they've done. I would guess between the bear and the dragons and how much all more the, fire, all the undead, yeah, the Night King stuff. Yeah, the bear was it was a nice foreshadowing. You're like, oh yeah, they can. Uh, they can raise animals, so when the dragon goes down, you're like, oh, you can kind of see it coming. Yeah, and well, now what I'm hoping is that the people on the boat realize that because that's something that they should be talking about at Eastwatch is like that dragon is going to come back. Like it doesn't seem like there's any urgency. 
because sounds too logical you know, for where I they're guess going. That's what is going on? Because Danny now is going to have to at some point in season eight, I would guess, be confronted by fighting her child. Right? Like that's what's going to happen in season eight at some point. I just, I'm just thinking back. Okay, so they capture, they find that lone ranging party. Very nice. And they capture the one that magically didn't drop. Very good. And then they send Gendry back. Oh, the, running. Fa- the fastest man in Westeros? What, did they have time trials like before that? Like, how do they know Gendry's fast? Yeah, right? They, they hadn't done any running. He also doesn't know where the fuck he's going. Excuse my language. And he tries to run off with the axe, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> this heavy-ass axe. Which we lost. That was a bummer. Did we lose it? Because I saw yeah, the hound. the hound had it, but then he dropped it. Okay, one thing that I also didn't like is that they all had dragon glass weapons, but could we get a scene of them, like, strapping up? Like, Jorah's got all these dragon glass daggers. Like two daggers. It's how he kills the bear, and at no point, they're mining the dragon glass, and they just, we couldn't get a scene of them talking about switching out their weapons for dragon glass. Like, I thought yeah. that would be obvious, but no, too logical, probably. I thought Tormund might be going down. I was that was pretty uh, that was pretty intense when he's getting dragged down and he's screaming for help and, and they're gonna know, drag him yeah. into the water and the hound saves him. But yeah, you think he's going there? And you know what? We can say we're bummed out when you're like, oh, a major character didn't die. They all have plot armor. I'm really glad Tormund didn't die. <laughs> he's he's one of the best. And that actor, I like that actor. He's a great one. He's fantastic. Ginger's kissed by fire. I don't hate wildlings. I hate I gingers. see him because <laughs> just watching golf, um, he does ads for Wyndham. And so the Wyndham, the Wyndham tournament that's sponsored by Wyndham was this past weekend. And I probably saw his Wyndham commercial with Brant Snedeker probably 50 times <laughs> does he have an accent i mean how's oh, yeah, he acting yeah. in the commercials snitter 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 he's got a thick what is he swedish right he man i've seen him in a movie god what was that movie it was really dark i think it is it was either swedish or it was scandinavian for sure it was scandinavian for sure it's fantastic yeah, i mean you he's look a great actor you look at his name and you're like oh you're from finland yeah. or something snitter 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 okay so other than john and uh, the dragons were great. I'm trying to think more about the fight. What else happened? What was John doing? Was that just like, is that him trying to be? Because I get that they, Danny, was it Danny and John? They were talking about like heroes. Heroes are stupid. Yes. You know? or, uh, so is that him like trying to be a hero? But the thing was, he wasn't trying to save anybody. He's just going off, like away from the group, battling whites. Like it's not like he was saving anyone. It's like what? What are you doing? Well, did you watch the behind the scenes? Because they did say something about that where it's like he realizes that the dragon can't take off if they're going to – like if the whites get to them. So he's fighting them off to let the dragon get off, and he then he's going to try to The dragon out probably could just shake them off. Or, you know, use the fire. Yeah. You would think. But And then him – you know what? I understand if he gets left behind and then he's battling or something like that. But to be dragged down in the icy water, we have now have two times this year yeah. where people should be drowning. And instead it's like, oh, I'm going to fight off all these whites underwater. It's just – it's uncreative writing. Like, it's a little I don't too know. much. It, and I get that I should just enjoy it more, but sometimes it gets to the point that it's so much that I can't enjoy it. Like, he comes out, he's got to be 300 pounds soaking wet with all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Icy cold. Uh, he's got hypothermia for sure. I mean, I get the whites, like, probably thought he drowned, so they're moving on. And then I thought, I you're right, the, the part with... Um, cold hands, Benjen, uh, Benjen, that's cool. Like I'm totally down with the the thought process that Bran sent him to save John. Oh, because the three eyed raven, 
if you remember, the Three-Eyed Raven was the one who sent Benjen to save Bran. Right. So I'm assuming now that Bran's the Three-Eyed Raven, he sent him to save Jon. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah, that make, okay, that, at least that makes sense. Yeah. I was kind of hoping what I thought would happen is that the other dragon, Rhaegal, would land at some point when Jon was by himself, if he hadn't fallen in the water, and would kind of like act as... Help him, yeah. Exactly, and that would create the bond between Jon and... Um, yeah, John and the Dragon. They did do the little uh, Barrick and that John. That would have been cool. That right. would have been. <sighs> uh, Barrick and John had the a little throwback to his parentage as well. When Barrick says he doesn't look like his dad. Yeah. So, so I thought that was good as yeah. well. I'll, t- I'll take any R plus L equals J little fan service anytime they want to do it. Speaking of Bran, should we talk about how he's just not helping his sisters <laughs> just, or what? Just sitting out, it's, looking at that tree. I don't know. Does he even go to the tree? Does he just even come into Winterfell? Who it, is he in his maybe room? Maybe it should have been something where, I mean, I, I'm not thinking sequentially right now, but couldn't that have waited rather than bring him back early and then have him do nothing? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, because it's really frustrating. It's like you are you're seeing this stuff. You're seeing your two sisters getting torn apart in what likely is almost as dumb as the plan to catch the white. <laughs> I mean, is that, do you think either Sansa or Arya or Bran is playing some 3d chess or do you think it's as dumb as it looks? I think that it's as dumb as it looks. I, do you think that Littlefinger sent the letter about Sansa having to go to King's Landing to send Bran? What do you think that what was? What do you mean? So she gets the letter from King's Landing saying, hey, you know, come to King's Landing, and she sends Brienne instead. Do you think that that letter is real? Ooh, I didn't think about that. See, I, don't, I, I just, I assumed it was. I don't think that it's real because the scene, like two scenes before, is when they ask, when he says, oh, so if she has to go somewhere and she can't protect you. Yeah, but I mean, the, the letter's asking for Sansa to go. Yeah. Yeah, but if and they, they just assume. But if it's in there, if Littlefinger and Sansa are on the same page in terms of getting Brienne out of there. What? Why? Why, Sansa? Why do you want Brienne out of there? Because Arya's She's literally her. the only person there who you know has your back, you know is trustworthy. Some. Re- she, what? She tr- confides in Littlefinger now? She knows Littlefinger. What? Are you doing? She's. I do. You, I think that she thinks that she can still play him, even though she kind of like thinks she knows him. Well, she's not doing a very good job. Well, no, I didn't say that Sansa ever did a good job with that. I, no, because she was. She was like growing. Like she was really kind of coming to her own. That is true. Like man, she's really figuring it out. And then it's just like this backsliding that's so annoying. That that might be more annoying than the Arya stuff because it's like okay, I understand Arya's been gone. She's an assassin. Like I can kind of get that although my one beef with that is that Arya she's the faceless she's a faceless man mm-hmm. yeah yep she did all this great training she is supposed to know when people are lying and when they aren't lying and Sansa's telling the truth and she's just like oh I guess you can't pick up that Sansa's telling the truth anymore that's a very good point that it I hadn't thought of actually bothered me so because she's so much dude she's playing the game and she so she should know exactly and also, what is she like checking Sansa's out? Sansa's saying, she's like, I was forced to write the note. Yeah. She was forced to write the note. Arya saw Sansa freaking out, like, when, I don't, uh, I hope there's something else there, because. And what is she just checking a bag of faces all around Westeros? <laughs> she's just got 50 <laughs> faces. from all the hide faces. I did like the Arya-Sansa story. Where Arya is talking about her dad watching from above and doing the arrow shooting. That because- was, uh, I, 
I love that part. Right? That was great. Great any acting. Ned, any Ned story. And Give Arya me more too. Ned stories. He was just so loyal. What a good hand. Okay, so then we've done... Okay, and then Danny and Tyrion. It was whatever. Uh, you know, Danny is actually reminding me so much more of Stannis. Just being Ooh. on Dragonstone with the hand that he's ignoring doesn't believe anything north of the wall and then has to see it for himself and then comes in at the last minute. There's just a lot of parallels to me, especially with how hard she's been, even with the Tarleys, right? She's true to her word. She's unyielding. Just. She's unbent the mother of dragons. Uh, And so I see a little bit of similarities there, which kind of scares me because show Stannis just bit the dust in the worst way. Yeah, that was one of those few ones where there was an off screen and you're just like, oh, is he dead? It's like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Cool. Bye. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, I had more Sansa and Arya stuff. I don't even want to talk about it. The Tyrion Danny scene, it was okay. It was a little dull. More like wheel breaking talk. It's like, okay, I get it. The secession stuff, I don't really know where they're going with that, but I kind of I like that he broached it. Yeah. Especially if she you can't know, really have children. I, like, I kind of always assumed that. She would marry John, and then they would. She'd be able to have kids somehow. Yeah, like they would destroy the I king. Don't know. I don't think so. She seems pretty sad that she's not having any kids. Yeah, and you know what? You were right. I was. I didn't really know the looks between Danny and John, but I mean, the chemistry is so there. They she's she's doing a great job. <laughs> they literally cut to their hands four oh. different times when they're. It was like okay, we get it. They're not subtle about it not at, at all. all. But four does, times. Are they doing that because they're going to break our hearts later, or? Do they not know Heart what they're doing? Broken. I like Danny and Tyrion. They're going to be 80 years old, and Tyrion's going to do something that pisses Danny off, and she's like, hey, remember when you lost Dorne in Highgarden? She just brings it up every time to just jab it. It's like, you know what? Tyrion hasn't done a great job. No, he hasn't. That sucks. All right, okay. really quickly, yes. before we move on, because I know Chris wanted uh, some – some more accents. Oh, yeah. So oh. what I got, I just got three. I pulled three of my favorite quotes from the episode. Okay. So I'm going to give them to you, let you know who it is, and then you just have to read them, okay? Okay. Whoa. Well, this is good. All right. Ready? Uh-huh. This one we actually already brought up. Boom. Ready? Get in character. Oh. Boom. Arya. He was smiling, so I knew it wasn't wrong. <laughs> it was the rules that were wrong. Ooh, it was the rules oh. that were wrong. That oh, my nice. goodness. Very dainty. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Arya's a dainty little girl. All right. Ready? Yes. <clears throat> Tormund. I want to make babies with her. Great big monsters. <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. We got to get those babies. Yes, and he was so excited when talking about her, too. And then just one of my favorite. It's a recurring recurring quote. The Hound. Will you fuck off? <laughs> he call, I like when he's calling dead things just cunts, too. Yeah, he, he, does, he uses the C word a lot. Uh, hey, also, the Hound, maybe, like, don't throw rocks. And they won't know when the ice is frozen over. Yeah, that was because they were kind of just waiting. Yeah, couldn't we? uh, So I also heard, or did I read? Was I Munoz? We're talking about could that have been a trap by the Night King to get the dragon? So I saw something on Reddit, maybe about that, or or maybe that was Twitter. I'm like, this pauses because I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I could kind of buy it. I could buy it because he gets that spear, but they've had the spear all along. But how does he know that the dragons exist? Like, does the brand, does the, does the brand, does the Night King have brand like powers? He's a green seer. Like, that's how he goes. Like, remember when he went into Brand's vision? Yes. Like, I think he can kind of do that. I think he can control 
Like, he might be able to control the dragon. Is that why he had the big chains made already? He just knew what was happening? Well, that that was one of the funny things. And then also, it's like, hey, take this spear. Go get that dragon. It's like, you mean the dragon that's sitting there stationary with everyone that I want to kill? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to do the one that's flying around instead. Yeah, it's way harder. Okay. That was, I mean, made for a better scene, him crashing into the ice. It was It was an awesome visual scene, and the music was really good in this episode. Uh, Aesthetically, you know, the episode was great, but we're obviously getting into the story. I would have liked just like one scene where the Night King turns to some of the other White Walkers, and it's like, all right, Short Straw has to dive in and put the chain around the dragon's neck. Yeah, right. right. One of the White Walkers has to go down and put the chain around the dragon. Like, who's going to do it? But I wanted, I wanted when they're flying away on the dragon. Just for their the turn, and there to be one of the other guys left, one of those extras, and just like, what? You made it out? And like, hey guys, it's me, Jeremy. I'm it's still like, here. I'm hanging on. Like, oh, nice, dude. How did you make on? Oh, we don't need him. He's he's gonna save himself from drowning. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. The uh, only other thing, what's it. the explanation for Bran? Is there one? So I think that the explanation for Bran is that. There's an endpoint for all three Stark children, and they should have staggered it differently in terms of who came to Winterfell. Like, it almost feels like Arya should have came first, so they could have had a little discord, and then Bran could have showed up. Because it's like, it's like they all three have different amounts of things to do before they can be reunited and they kill Littlefinger together or something. And there's just more for Sansa and Arya to do than Bran, and so they're just cutting him out as if we won't notice. I, it's very strange. Yeah. I don't like it. I kind of wrote down if, like, the show stayed true to how it was in earlier seasons, like, where characters are punished for their bad decisions, like the, a lot of the starts. It's like, I think Arya and Sansa, either Arya or Sansa is going to die. Did you ever think that Arya was going to kill Sansa? No, I did See, not. See, I... I think it was more just because it's that penultimate episode. So you're expecting like a yeah. big death. So in that in that sense, it's like, oh, it's surprising that there's not a big death, which I kind of like. But I, yeah, that would have been weird if it Arya was killed Sansa, because then it was just like, we're not rooting for you anymore, Arya. If you're just going full psychopath, like I want to still root for her, but if she's killing Sansa over the stupidest scroll from six years ago which isn't even that incriminating like if Sansa had any smarts she would just go up to everyone and be like hey just so you know like I wrote this back when I was 12 and Cersei forced my hand swear to god boom done as a northern lord can't hold over would have been fine anything over me because they're all on team Sansa now which I'm glad they addressed it was a much more tense scene uh you know I didn't I don't know if I ever thought that she would die but I was definitely I was, like, worried that it might happen, but I was thinking, like, a 25% just because of the family yeah. thing. But, hey, also, Arya, by the way, I mean, you were Tywin's cupbearer for a little while, and right? you didn't do anything. Yeah. So well. I don't know what you're coming in here on this high horse. I don't know. I don't think it's jealousy because Arya is so self-assured. Like, I don't think it's anything about Sansa. I just – does she care more for Jon than Sansa? Judgmental. Very judgmental. Is it just that? It's like, oh, sorry, Sansa doesn't want to, like, be a knight and kill people. Like, people are different. Yeah. Why do you hate Sansa for that? Like, and you don't want to be Lady of Winterfell, so what do you care? Yeah, so what's the big deal? It's kind of jealousy, I, I guess. I don't know. And Sansa even called her out on it earlier in the scene where she's like, oh, you were there too. What did you do, huh? Yeah. Like, Sansa was getting held back by, like, freaking I think it was the, the Kingsguard. Yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, 
good job, Arya. You're the man. Yeah. How know. frustrating. But Bran. Arya was so, oh, she was just up there at the beginning of the season. So excited for Arya. Took her up there, and now it's just like crashed. That's too bad. I, when I, she was on her way to King's Landing, it was like, this is going to be the best. Dude, she was hanging out with Ed Sheeran, like still kind of cool, like seeing different people, realizing she doesn't need to murder everyone. And Seems like she just went back, like. Well, it was I once mean, after even, she saw Hot Pie. Right when she saw Hot Pie was the turning point. Or and Nemiria. Once she's Nemiria. drinking. That's the problem. She, she so has many a drinking lagers. problem. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, even when another she saw, ale. <laughs> even when she saw Sansa the first time, like they had a nice moment, and then Littlefinger, genius Littlefinger, dude, slips her one stupid scroll in his bed, and she's like a psychopath. The only thing that I can think of that D&D may be doing, because they have done this before, is lead us down a path like this where we're thinking, like, how could these sisters ever happen? And somehow it just gets flipped and Littlefinger's like going to be caught together. in the middle. Yeah, yeah but, I could but, see that But happening. I could see, like, an accidental Stark thing where Littlefinger doesn't realize what Bran actually knows, and then Bran, it comes Ooh, out. Because Littlefinger should be trying to kill Bran. We sh- let's uh, get it out there. One thing that I read, and I haven't rewatched it since I read it, but for people who want to check it out, Supposedly in Littlefinger's scenes, you can hear ravens in the background. So people think Bran's just watching Littlefinger. Like, oh, yeah, which would be pretty cool. Some people watch Game of Thrones with the craziest eyes for detail. Yeah, and I'm sitting over here reading closed captioning. Yeah, right. It's like, man, how do you guys even realize that? So next episode, I'm looking. I think I'm gonna enjoy the next episode so much more than I enjoyed this one. It's gonna be like a nice little birthday present to you. Yeah. Just like yeah. The, the last episode. Like, a lot of good dialogue, a lot of character. Like, I can't wait to see Brienne and Jamie back together. Well, and now, especially if the letter isn't real. I didn't think about that. I'm assuming, I mean. Because why would, because Cersei's. Brienne shows up and like, uh, sorry, we didn't invite you to this. Because Cersei already sent the letter to get Jon to come down and he doesn't go. Like, I'm so, with Jamie. So like, yeah, ooh. so why is, why is she sending a letter to Sansa? So I'm thinking the letter's fake. Um, but you know who's going back to King's Landing? Also, the Hound. Yeah, dude. The Hound. The Cleganes are going to be back, uh, back in King's Landing together. What do you think is? I mean, there's going to be a cliffhanger of some sort, and I don't know what it's going to be. So he's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I've got this dead thing," and then Cersei's like, "Yeah, I got one too." Yeah, exactly. Like she knows. Way to lose a dragon over that, you fucking idiots! God. Did, when, at what point did you know a dragon was going down? When she left Dragonstone with all three? Or no, I mean... You, uh, did you know, kind of expect that it was going to happen? No, I didn't. Okay. So when he grabs the what, spear, obviously you're you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. shit's about to get real. There need to be some consequences for this. What will go down as maybe the dumbest part of Game of Thrones, in my opinion. And I don't know whether it's because George isn't writing this stuff and they have to kind of go off and do whatever but i can i would be let me just say it this way i would be shocked if that plan is in either of the next two books or the next book before george i uh, yeah i would be surprised as well and it's you know people keep saying you know they don't have the source material from george but if you're professional showmakers like be able to figure out a way to make a plan a plan be a little bit more cohesive i saw a great uh, piece on the internet on the subreddit of a Song of Ice and Fire, where it was just one little thing could have changed everything. Like, what if Jamie gets captured, and then they have a parlay with Cersei, and they're like, hey, and it's Cersei's plan to be like, hey, go get a white then, prove it to me. 
Why yeah. does it have this thing yeah. that Tyrion yeah. comes up with that we think Tyrion is the smart guy where every plan that he's had so far is dumb. His Trash. war plan is awful. Everything is everything that he's done. Uh, he tells her not to do anything, and then when she finally goes and does something, you know, she crushes the, the battle in the Reach. So Tyrion is uh, not doing himself any favors in this season. Nope. Are we gonna? I mean, get... I feel like I've really trashed this, uh, this episode. Oh but... no, this is this even the pod. This you one's gonna what? be uh, our, uh, might go down as our least favorite. And it's funny because I'm trying to think of my favorite episode of the season. It was either the second or third. I don't remember. We got Stormborn. But there were a couple really good episodes. The first four, in my opinion, yeah, were, all, were all very good. Yeah, they were all good. Yeah. Five was nah, and then we got this one. <laughs> and I'm worried about next week, but who do you think is dying next week? I know they showed Grey Worm, so something's happening with the Unsullied. Yeah, what are they doing? I couldn't quite tell, uh, but we also saw the Dothraki attacking a castle that Bronn and Jamie were behind. Yeah, I'm assuming they're King's all just Landing. lining up to King's Landing. And then you're on, or I'm sorry. I like that little parlay they got going in that courtyard. In the dragon pit? I think it's the oh, dragon. Is that it? I think it's the pit, the fighting pit. Or No, because that's a marine. Oh, no, no, that's the fighting pits. But I think they have some big, like, coliseum yeah. or something. Because that's what, when it, Cersei's out in the open. Yeah. Because you know she's going to try to trap them, right? Like, Ooh. I imagine the season ends with yeah, I'm ready for that. something going down in that pit. Somebody's going to die. Better not be Hot Pie. <laughs> Hot Pie just shows up. Selling selling pies in the stands. Any other Game of Thrones that we could think of? Was there any? I did like the preview for next week and how there's almost no words. The preview is like 30 seconds of yeah. just music because the music in this show is awesome. It's, the best. it's just so yeah. good. It makes every scene. The music and the visuals are just give him the Emmy. The dragon. The dragons are awesome to watch when they when he ducks and the fire comes over him in that first shot. It's uh, yeah, it was exciting yeah. to watch. It was exciting. Because then it also allowed me to forget about how terrible the plan is. <laughs> the hound just throwing rocks. It's so, so It's so unhound. It is. The, the last thing that I'll say about the Night King and that thing was when they all dropped. Because I, th- I do think it's significant that when you kill the White Walker, they all dropped. As if you kill the guy that r- raises them. And that takes care of. Yes. Yeah. That makes me think that that little scouting that was trip a purpose. Yeah. was the trap. Right? Because they put one other guy with him. They put one guy, one white that had been raised by a different guy, because mm-hmm. all the whites are connected. Because when the one guy gets, uh, the one knight gets kicked, all the ones surrounding it also gave out a noise, right? So I think that the whites are kind of connected. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so that's why in the the scouting party, they had the one that didn't go down was actually sent, was actually raised by a different white walker. And so when they actually got hit, and then he screams, mm-hmm. that signals everybody else that it happened, and then the trap is on. Christ. So maybe the writing is hoo-hoo, <laughs> So anyway, that's something that to look forward to, but we'll see. But you're also, the last thing about that, you are so right. They are not the white runners. They are taking their sweet yeah, time, the time when whites don't run out of energy. They're chasing them so far. Yeah, they're running at points. But they can't do it to the wall? I don't know. Oh, so that's the last thing. Um, do you think they'll use Viserion to put a hole in the wall and go through? Because then that would make the plan the worst plan in the history of the world. Oh, man. Like, the walls kept them out. And then maybe it's like, oh, we have a dragon. We're going to blow a hole through the wall now and go through. Hope you got that white to Cersei. And hopefully she doesn't kill all of everybody. Giving you the go ahead to use her decimated army to fight them. The dragon is definitely how the wall comes down. That makes sense. It right? has to be, right? Yeah. Man, that's too bad. 
All right. Well, that's it for Game of Thrones. We are excited. We'll have our last Game of Thrones pod next week. Um, JD, let's do a let's do a quick five minutes about the eclipse today. I know you oh, don't. Okay. I know you don't know anything, but uh, this one's out. This one's for Chris. Chris and Tyler were actually in Salem, Oregon this morning, uh, viewing. They had a little eclipse party at the Ewing Farm. That is funny. When I went. I took a lift to the airport on Friday, Okay, and I shared a lift with two girls who were on their way to meet friends to drive up to Oregon to go see. It was like Just a thing. Just for that. Yeah, it was a thing. It's funny to me because there's, you know, all, the way that it happens, the eclipse will happen over a certain amount of time, but there's only two minutes and 40 seconds if you're in the totality line. So it was funny to me that all this stuff happens for three minutes. Now, I know they make a whole day out of it and things like that. Um did you do you know anything about the eclipse? Chris thinks three minutes is plenty of time. That is true. To be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Ewing three minute mark is is on point. I mean, I didn't know that eclipse happened so often. I didn't realize that this one was so special solely because it spans the entire continental United States. Meaning So meaning the totality line where everybody from the West Coast, it starts in Oregon all the way to South Carolina. The, mm-hmm. the line of being like this moon being right in the middle of the sun happens across the entire it's, states. Hits everyone. So it hits. It was actually in fourteen different states. You could see it, whereas there was one in nineteen seventy nine was the last eclipse in the states, but it only hit I think Oregon, Montana, and like a little bit of Idaho or something like that. I went outside and then I realized I was like, "What am I doing? I don't have any of those glasses." <laughs> what up? I was like, "Oh, that's bright." Like, okay. My mom and I were go back inside. My mom and I were. I was glad not to be in San Francisco because I glasses? heard. So the. Our neighbor down there used to work at the hospital, so she knows all about x-rays. So she got negative film for us, and we could, at the end of the negative film, they, like, layer it a couple times, and you can use that. And So that kind of worked, which was cool, uh, because it just blocks out the UV rays. Um, Did you talk to Chris and Tyler about their experience? I have not talked to them yet today. They, uh, I think they were getting into an eclipse party after that, and so they were... uh, Interesting. Oh, yeah, they had the whole Ewing clan. They had a whole... There were some... Instagram videos going around, and they're like 12, 15 people. They're popping champagne this morning, wearing Solar Eclipse 2017 shirts. That's awesome. Just got the nerds out. Um, but they happen every so often. Like, there's another one happening in 2024. So you're, we're 2,400 days away from another okay. one. Yeah. Um, there's another one in 2044. So they happen every so often. But the key, what I didn't realize is that they're always happening over places that people can't be. So they might be, like, over the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so this is one where it was like everyone can take a look at it exactly for the most part. Uh, it would be annoying. Trump, Trump can look up. <laughs> you see the clip? The photo of him looking up without glasses. Right after somebody like yelled, like, don't look up into it. And he's just like, oh, was that Obama that told me to do that? Like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. The memes of him doing it are so perfect, too. I haven't seen any. Oh, I just saw like, the, the initial thing where the, the picture was going around. <laughs> Well, did you see OBJ had a Twitter video of him? It's like seven seconds, and he's just squinting, too, because he's looking directly at it. Uh, to be fair, it is super bright, uh, but it was cool. I think it would be much more, much cooler if you know, you're know you in one of the cities that's doing it because when it's right at totality, it gets dark. The temperature drops by like 10 yeah, to 15 so, degrees. So for like here, we didn't really get a – it didn't really – No, much, right? I think in Los Angeles it was like that's the highest what I was, it was like I actually don't know – anything about it but yeah so it's the moon going in front of the sun so that it blocks out the sun so it's like dark exactly because when i went out it was just shit was really bright and then you couldn't really see anything because yeah, you don't have like, the glasses okay, on yeah, it yeah. <laughs> oh my eyes hurt yeah. yeah so basically it's the sun being fully 100 i'm sorry the moon being fully 100 in the moon 
other places in the continental U.S. would get the partial eclipse, which is what we saw. And there's different percentages. Like I think in L.A. it was something like 50, the moon was going to cover 52% of the sun. But for us, it doesn't do anything because it's not that much, yeah. right? So we don't notice anything. But if you're in the path, and Chris will be able to tell, we should have had him on. Uh, there's, it goes dark, but it's not like a full nighttime dark because it's only blocking out parts of it. So like the horizon will still be lit and stuff like that. The temperatures drop. Um, animals freak out. <laughs> dragons come alive. Totally eclipses, man. So anyway, just I'm wanna, a flat earther, I, so I'm just trying to figure out how this all really happened. Yeah, I, you know. Science. Yeah. D&D writing. Made up. All right. We got fired up about solar the eclipse this week. We got fired up about Game of Thrones for sure. Not really for the right reasons. But we'll be back. Hopefully the finale is just awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.